Welcome to the CBCS Chapel Podcast. My name is Anastasia Davi. I am the Community Life Prefect, and I am joined with Miss Campbell today as our speaker. She is a wife and mom of four kids. She's an academic counselor here on campus. She's also an international Christian speaker and has shared the good word in South Africa, India, and many more places. She's published a book called What If? And that just dives into the idea of what if we really believed in God and what would that tangibly look like in our lives. Today she'll be talking about seeking first the kingdom of God. So without further ado, let's get into it. Good morning, Lord. Thank you for coffee. I love coffee. It's so hard to get up every morning, God, when my alarm goes off. And I'm really sorry that sometimes I toss and turn and argue with you about getting up. But once I remember that I'm getting up early to spend time with you, the God of the universe, the creator and sustainer of all things, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. Once I remember that, what an honor and a privilege it is. I pop up, I run to the coffee maker, and this chair, and I'm filled with eager expectation over what you will tell me, how you will teach me, how you will correct me, and how you will lead me. I'm so grateful. So grateful that you led me to CVCS this year. I really love being there. Those kids are awesome. Please use my life today and speak through me. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, everyone. I didn't expect you all to be here. Do you know that I set my alarm for 4.15 every morning? Right, right? I put on my robe. And I go downstairs to get my coffee. And I sit down in this very green chair upstairs with my chocolate lab at my feet. And I spend about 45 minutes with the Lord every day. I do this before anybody else in my house even has an opportunity to open up their eyes and need something from me. I read my Bible. I've read through the Bible several times, over and over again, I read it. I pray, and I write in my journal, and I worship, and I wait on the Lord. This, this comes first in my life. Time with God. In Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Jesus gives the famous Sermon on the Mount. He teaches on the mountainside and tells the people how to live a blessed life. He tells them that they are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, and he speaks against murder and idolatry and adultery. He tells them to love their enemies, to give to the needy, and to store their treasures in heaven. At the end of chapter 6, Jesus is telling his disciples not to worry. Let's take a look at chapter 6, verses 25 through 27 together. Therefore, I tell you, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. 
Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, asking, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father already knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So we are to seek first the kingdom of God. We're not supposed to worry about mundane things like what we're going to eat or drink or what we're going to wear. And why? Because Jesus already knows that we need those things. He says that instead of worrying, we need to what? Seek him first, above all else, and before all else. And then he will be the one to take care of all the other things that we need. A question that I like to ask myself whenever I'm reading the Bible is, how would it look like if I lived this out in my life? What would that look like? Why, how would this teaching work out in my life today? How can I apply what I'm learning to what I'm going through? Go ahead. Well, back in August of 2020, I spent a lot of time going to doctor's appointments, getting tests done, having ultrasounds, very uncomfortable biopsies and MRIs, and I was eventually diagnosed with an invasive form of breast cancer. Doctors found several tumors in my left breast, and the cancer had spread to a lot of my lymph nodes, which is not good. I will never forget when I got that phone call from my doctor telling me that I had cancer. I was eating dinner at Ruby's in the San Clemente Outlets with my family, and I saw the doctor's name come up on my phone, so I rushed outside to take her call. I was standing up against this white fence, and I was plugging my ear so tight on one side so that I could hear what she was saying as the people were passing by in the mall. And she said, Kim, the tumors are malignant. You have cancer. As we drove home from dinner, I told my kids the news, and it broke my heart to see the look on their faces. They cried in the back seat, and it crushed me. That night, my husband and I wept together in bed as he held me in his arms. You know, that's always been one of the safest places in the world to me. But that night, I did not feel particularly safe because I knew that there was cancer on the inside of my body, and the thought of that was just wrecking me. We were so scared and so anxious and so worried about what the future would hold for me and for our family my greatest fear was the thought of dying and leaving my four kids without their mom. But wait a minute. We just read something in the Bible about worry. What was it again that Jesus said in Matthew 6? He said, 
do not worry. But what? Seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God, and then everything else will be taken care of. So that's what I did. Just like every other day, the very next morning, I got up early, grabbed my coffee, went to my green chair to spend time seeking the Lord. And in fact, that morning, God woke me up at 3 o'clock, and I went downstairs, and I spent some time with him. And this is exactly what I wrote in my journal. It says it right here. August 26, 2020, 3 a.m. I trust God. I feel peace, not fear. I know his plans for me and for my family are good. I will be okay. This is just something I have to go through. This is an opportunity to know God in a new way. This is an attack of Satan, a battle and a trial. God will take me deeper and my faith will be strengthened and perfected. My God is bigger than any diagnosis or word or trial, and cancer is just a name. My life is in his hands. I am safe. He is my savior. He is giving me the beautiful opportunity to experience him as my healer and deliverer. And then he gave me this scripture, which is from James 1-2. It says, count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Can you believe that I wrote all those things the morning after I was diagnosed with cancer? Well, you know what? That was not me that wrote that. It was God. That was the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. And that same Holy Spirit lives inside of you. That was the fruit of hours and days and weeks and months and years spent in the presence of God in this green chair. This is what it looks like when you seek first the kingdom of God. God's word is what I had filled my life with, and this faith, this peace, this steadfastness was just the overflow. Remember James 1, 2, it said, count it all joy when you face trials. Well, I was certainly facing one of the biggest trials of my life. But instead of worrying, I sought God, and he told me to count it all joy because my faith was being tested. Because, you see, in order for you to have a faith that's actually yours, actually something that you can own for yourself, it has to be tried and it has to be tested. I ended up having a double mastectomy, which was a surgery where they removed the breast tissue in both of my breasts. And the worst part of that day was that it, well, there was bad parts of that day, but one of the worst parts was it was during the height of COVID. And so my husband had to drop me off on the curb and I had to walk into the hospital all by myself and face that alone. But I wasn't alone. I was with God. And then I had to do chemotherapy, where they put an IV into your arm, and then they put really powerful chemicals and poisons, essentially, into you to kill any cancer that's in your body. It made me very sick, very weak. Go ahead. It caused all of my hair to fall out, and I just laid in bed in the fetal position for weeks and weeks, not even able to watch TV. My husband shaved his hair in solidarity. I look pretty good when I'm bald, don't you think? 
I thought I, I really rocked it. I didn't wear a wig or anything. I just rocked that look. I, I kind of liked it. Kind of like a rock star, I think. I had to do months of radiation therapy and had several reconstructive surgeries. I still have to take medicine every day and I have to go in once a month for a painful injection. And I have a couple more surgeries ahead of me. But even though that was such a difficult time in my life, I will tell you that it was actually one of the most precious and beautiful times. And it's actually a season in my life that I miss all the time. Why? Why would that possibly be? It is because I was desperate. I was needy. I was clinging to God moment by moment for relief and healing and energy and peace, for a touch and for a real tangible experience with God. See, I was seeking and looking and searching and complaining and even arguing with God. But in that place, I found him. And he filled me with a supernatural peace that cannot be explained in any other way. See, God promises that if, if we seek him, we will find him. And by a show of hands, I want you guys to tell me how many of you really, really want to find God and really, really want to know him for who he is? How many of you really want to know him personally for yourself? Apart from your parents, apart from your church, apart from your pastor and your youth group leader and your teachers here at school, how many of you guys really want to know the true God and have an experiential relationship with him? Awesome. Let me pray for you guys. Father God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for allowing my voice to cooperate while I spoke today. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come into this room and encounter every person here. I pray, God, that you would reveal yourself in a powerful, powerful way to these students and to this faculty. I pray, God, that you would encounter them in a new way. I pray that you would strengthen their faith, every single one of them, and that you would give them each an insatiable desire for your word. By the power of your spirit, I pray that you would open up their eyes and open up their ears and soften their hearts. I pray that you would bring people into the lives of everybody here to show them who you are. Touch them, Lord. Allow them to experience your love and your goodness every day of their life. Help them to trust you and to trust your plan for their life. I pray that they would understand that every single one of them was fashioned together so perfectly inside their mother's womb that you created them with special gifts and talents and abilities that no one else on the face of the earth has and that you have a plan for each one of their lives that is unique and special. And you need them, Lord, to walk out that purpose to bring you glory. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Mrs. Campbell. We appreciate that. Just to add to that, for those that raised your hand, there's an amazing promise that Christ gives in the Gospels. He says, seek and you'll find. So the reality is, is if you don't find that relationship with God that Mrs. Campbell was talking about, it's because you're not actually seeking but for those who genuinely want to know Christ in the way you just saw described today, Jesus himself says, seek and you'll find because God's not hiding. And uh, for our dismissal, I give it over to Anastasia.
Let's give it up for Ms. Campbell one more time, just for being so vulnerable and sharing her heart. What a beautiful message that was so life-giving and encouraging to hear. Thank you very much. I am joined with Ms. Campbell, and I have a few questions for her. So my first question for you is, how long have you been at CVCS, and could you explain your role? Yes. I've been at CVCS just for a few months. I can't believe it because I feel like I've been here forever. Um, I am an academic counselor, and I focus mostly on 11th and 12th graders. Please forgive my voice today. It's a little <laughs> bit of laryngitis, but we'll be all right. Um, so, yeah, I work uh, with the students mostly in 11th and 12th grade, helping kids make sure they're taking the right classes, that they're doing well with their grades, that they're ready to apply to colleges, and everything that comes along with that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I can attest to that, that she is a great academic counselor. I've spent countless hours probably in her office just uh, planning out the future, and she's really helped me come alongside that college journey as a senior. So my next question is, what do you hope students walk away with from your message? I think my hope really is that they were deposited in them some just desire to know God in a more mm -hmm. um, real way. Um, I think it's just really important to seek God because when we do, he promises us that we will find him. So really that is um, kind of on us to make that first move, to mm -hmm. seek him first, and then we will find him uh, wherever we are. So I really just hope that students were encouraged today, that they could see that a person that has faith uh, in a real way is, it's a real thing. It's very mm -hmm. natural. It's very organic. Um, God is, is a real God, and he is truly there for us. And so all we have to do is seek him, and we are promised, promised that we'll find him. And that's the most amazing, life-giving promise. So I really hope that students today will be like, hmm, maybe I should try to pray more. Maybe I should read my Bible. Maybe mm. I'll set my alarm 15 <laughs> minutes earlier than I need to get up and spend time with God first before I do anything else in my day. Mm -hmm. And um, that they would just know that, when they really do seek God and they make him a priority and they know his word and his spirit is in them, it equips them to be able to mm -hmm. face whatever, you know, challenge or trial that they're yeah. going through. Yeah, and I think the vulnerability that you shared and just the honesty with your story really um, opened up that space for students to feel like they can have a real personal relationship with God. So thank you again for that. My pleasure. And my last question is if people would like to connect with you or get to know more information about you, uh, where could they go? Well, if they're a student here on campus, they can pop up to the front office at any time, mm -hmm. have that front space right when you walk in the front door, which is so fun to see everybody coming and going. So I'm always available for that. Um, students can email me. I have Instagram. It's Kim Campbell What If, and people can contact me that way. Um, yeah, just uh, reaching out through social media, through email, and just students just grabbing me at any point, either in my office or on campus. Like, I'm not just here to be an academic advisor, really, but to be a mentor, to be an encourager, to yes. be a champion for students, whatever they're going through. And, you know, that doesn't have to look like an academic counselor. It can just be a friend, like a mom, like, mm -hmm. you know, someone who just really wants to, to see students put their best foot forward and have, you know, the best experience while they're here. Thank you so much for what you shared today.
This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.